Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. FSN Radio. It's all about what's next. Go to FinancialSurvivalNetwork.com and sign up for your free weekly newsletter. You'll also get three free reports. The Financial Survival Network. It's all about what's next. Welcome. You are listening to and hopefully even watching the Financial Survival Network I'm Kerry Lutz. Today is 10 19 20. Well, man, John Rubino's on with us now, dollar collapse, and we want to get your emails. We got a lot to talk about today, John. I mean, this is uh, one of the most incredible uh, couple of days that I've ever seen economically, politically, you name it. I mean, just a major sea change. Complete shock. I'm talking about the Hunter Biden saga, laptop incriminating emails, picture, uh, Twitter banning, YouTube banning, everybody banning, Facebook. I mean, everybody's banning everybody now. And just imagine if this information had come out six months ago while the primaries were still going on, when the FBI got the laptop and just sat on it nine months ago or 10 months ago. Anyway, we'd like to get your opinion. KL at KerryLutz.com. That's the email. So, John, what's your take on it all? Well, we got our October surprise, right? Everybody was speculating that there was going to be something like that, you know, some big thing that, that's being held for just before the election. Um, and this, it turns out, 
wasn't even actually being held. Well, if, if the information we have right now turns out to be true, that this wasn't being held by Trump's political operatives waiting for just the right time, but it was being held by the FBI <laughs> who had the laptop and who just hadn't chosen to release any of the stuff that's on it. So then the, um, the, the guy at the computer repair store had made a copy of the hard drive and got frustrated because the FBI wasn't doing anything with it. So he released it to the New York Post um, that is now, you know, in the process of releasing what was on the hard drive. And it sounds like there's some nasty stuff. You know, Hunter Biden, we got to kind of separate things that are wrong to criticize him. For. I mean, he had he had a drug problem like lots of people. And um did some stuff when he was addicted to drugs that, uh, that, that, you know, nobody would want to see the light of day. And that's one thing. And, uh, you know, since so many people have been through something like that, um, jumping all over him for that is probably inappropriate. But then there's all this corruption that, uh, that has nothing to do with him being ad addicted to drugs, where he was just using his influence um, as the son of the, the vice president to make a fortune. And he was bringing his dad into it, it sounds like. Part of what he was selling was meetings with Joe. And then um, part of what Joe was doing was protecting Hunter by, among other things, um, you know, getting a prosecutor who was looking into a company that Hunter was a, um, a director of fired, you know, and then bragging about it afterwards. So um, there's a lot here. And there's a lot to unpack with just a few weeks to go before the election. And there's a lot of questions that Biden is going to have to answer now. So, so we'll see how it plays out. But th this has the feel of remember the Hillary Clinton email thing that, yeah, uh, that dropped forget. right before the election. Oh, this yeah. is this is like that, but way bigger because her stuff was more, oh, she didn't handle her her emails correctly and stuff, which I mean is is definitely a problem for somebody in her position. But this is just blatant in your face corruption. Again, if the stuff that's out there now turns out to be true, because remember, um, the, the Democrats believe it to be Russian propaganda. Agit <laughs> prop. Talking points. <laughs> Agit prop. But look, I mean, they, they haven't denied it. Biden yeah. hasn't denied it. Hunter hasn't denied it. The attorney for Hunter uh, requested the computer guy to send him back the hard drive. Uh, this is... Um, this is, and there's tens of thousands of emails. And then we've also got Breitbart uh, Schweitzer, who is uh, really the gold standard in investigative reporting. He's got 26,000 emails from a guy who was one of Hunter's uh, partners, and it, it verifies everything. Now, this thing is real. It's not Russian agitprop. It is the real deal. <laughs> and um, and whether people care about it or not, that's what I find disturbing. Knowing what you know now, assuming it's true, could you possibly vote for somebody like Biden? Regardless of what you think of Trump, could you vote for what appears to be the head of a crime family? I mean, he was making his son kick back 50% of his pay, according to the emails, go to Pops or the big guy, 10% of this corporation. And we've according to Giuliani and company, barely scratched the surface, John. 
Um, and just this morning, and I'm not sure whether this is just a, a duplicate of something you just mentioned, but um, a, a Ukrainian lawmaker announced that they have another laptop from some associate of Hunter Biden. So there might be more stuff coming out. Even, uh, um, but, you know, I think support in this election is so solidified that uh, even this, if it turned out to be flat out true and undeniable, all of this stuff um, would still vote for Biden just because the. Um, you know, it's the same thing with the sexual assault thing against Biden just lately here where, you know, the Democrat res response was, well, that's one. And Trump has 27 of those, you know, and they, I think they would do the same thing with this where, OK, yeah, he did this stuff. But Trump is still worse. You know, Trump is still more corrupt. So, you know, we've reached the point in our in our political devolution where um, where the argument is, well, yeah, our guy's corrupt, but he's less corrupt than the other guy, you know, and so we are deeply into the uh, the lesser of two evils territory here. And uh, so the question will be, you know, how much does this sway people who have already made up their minds and who, who really, truly don't want to change, you know, don't want to switch over because how many Trump voters would, would vote for Biden under any circumstances? And how many Biden voters are going to vote for Trump um, no matter what comes out about Biden? I think it's, it's relatively few. But what, what might happen is that um, a lot of people stay home if they're just totally disgusted by what used to be their guy. And so that's still a possibility where you just, uh, you know, you get a lot of none of the above going on out there. And that affects the outcome of this. But who knows? I mean, this is the craziest election. You know, I, I voted by mail yesterday and there was a big long line in front of the mailbox. You know, lots of people are voting early, which I don't know what that means either. But uh, but there was, you know, a little mini traffic jam of people waiting to drive up to the mailbox. And so we're liable to get um, some early returns, too, which is going to make it interesting where where you get indications like a week before the election, how it's going. That's that's new. I've never seen that before. So hey, it's uh, it's big news, no matter how you cut it. And it's as bad as uh, Giuliani and company are promising. We've barely seen anything so far. So we'll just have to sit back and wait. But imagine if all this had come out, Biden would have certainly been disqualified and then Bernie would have been the candidate. Well, imagine yeah, see that. that that's a big part of this story is that um, the, the information was available to law enforcement early enough that had it been released, Joe Biden wouldn't have been a viable um, primary candidate, at least. And Bernie Sanders was the, the next guy in line. So, yeah, it would have been Bernie Sanders against Trump, which would have been a better election. Oh, for no sure. No matter what, you know, those two guys would have been just the political theater of a generation. That would have been so much fun to watch those two. And instead we get, you know, Biden versus Trump, which is way less interesting, at least from a, you know, political theater standpoint. I mean, I, my take on this election is that it's, it seems way more important than it is because we're broke either way, you know? So what does it matter whether the Republicans are running trillion dollar deficits or the, the Democrats are running one point or, or um, $1.5 trillion deficits? You know, we are broke. Yeah. You know At some point is? in the future, and, and I don't know. Here it is. Let me let me give you the perfect analogy, John. <laughs> you're going to like this. It's as if the Titanic has hit the iceberg, and now we're trying to elect the the best captain to pilot a sinking ship. And my decision is, I will keep dancing as long as the band plays on till the water is up over my uh, head. At that point, it ain't going to matter. And that's the way I look at this. 
We're just electing a new captain to pilot the Titanic, and it's too late anyway. So let's enjoy the show and let the band play on. But hey, let's uh, speaking of that, you know, the you mentioned how can there be an economic recovery when we still get eight hundred, nine hundred thousand claims, you know, for new claims for unemployment insurance every week? How is that happening? How are we on the way to recovery, even though the uh, unemployment rate is like 7.9%? How can you believe any number that's issued from the U.S. government these days, John? FSN Radio. It's all about what's next. Lumina Gold, ticker symbol, LUM on the Toronto Venture, and LMGDF on the OTC is yet another of legendary mining investor Ross Beatty's Lumina Group. It's advancing the largest primary gold deposit in Ecuador. The resource is estimated to contain 16.7 million ounces of gold and 2.2 billion pounds of copper. At just $7 US per ounce gold equivalent, it trades at an incredible 13% of its net present value. More good news is on the way with an updated PEA study expected in Q2 of 2020. It has unparalleled infrastructure. There's grid power to camp with plentiful, inexpensive hydropower available. It's close to two ports and is just eight kilometers from a paved highway. Water is plentiful. It's at low elevation and the closest community, which is very supportive of Lumina's effort, is just a seven-kilometer ride. With all this going for it, it's likely to follow the typical Ross Beatty formula, which means big returns to shareholders. Find out more and sign up for notifications at luminagold.com. That's lumina, L-U-M-I-N-A, gold.com. The Financial Survival Network. It's all about what's next. Yeah, this has been the weirdest recession in history by far, because um, normally if you get uh, uh, this huge collapse in employment, which we got earlier this year, um, the financial markets respond to that and the stock market crashes and house prices go down and you get all these macro numbers that are that are brutal, um, like plunging consumer spending and plunging auto sales, things like that. You know, we got none of that this time around, you know, home prices are soaring. And and if you put a house on the market, it sells right away now. And um, consumer spending just came out lately uh, with a pretty good number, you know, it's growing. And what I think is happening is that, uh, you know, all the stimulus money and all the forbearance that is out there is, is keeping things afloat. For instance, you don't have to pay your rent. Oh, at least you haven't had to up until just lately and you don't have to pay your mortgage or at least you haven't had to. And uh, now you just um, told me when we were off the air that uh, only 11% of student loan borrowers are paying their student yeah. loans. So you, you, know, you take all that together and that frees up a lot of money, right? If you're not paying your rent or, um, or you're not paying a mortgage and you're not paying your student loans, you've got a ton of extra money to play with and people are spending some of that. So it makes the numbers look better than they, they really are. But See, all of this stuff is not, that's not income. That's just delayed payments so that at some point you are going to have to pay your rent and your, and your back rent, and you're going to have to make good on the student loan payments that you didn't do this year, you know? So, so all we did was once again, move some consumption from the future into the present and make things look better than they actually are. You know, this next year is just looking terrible on so many levels because we, you know, we'll have probably some political turmoil 
And then we'll have all of this stuff come home to roost, either, um, you know, mass evictions of renters and mass defaults by um, by mortgage holders. And of course, defaults by student loan borrowers, or we'll have a, a stimulus program that is so big that it bails out everybody in sight, but with, you know, three or four or five extra trillion dollars on top of the, uh, what, what's the government's debt now? Is it like 25 trillion or 27 trillion or some crazy number like 27 that? trillion here, trillion there. Pretty soon you're talking yeah, about real money. It was just lately when we passed the milestone of $20 trillion of national debt. Now we're headed for, a, you know, 10 more trillion in, in a year. Um, so all of this stuff points to instability, which in turn points to even bigger bailouts. So we're, you know, we are nowhere near done with this stuff. The idea that normal life is going to return anytime soon is just crazy because um, what we're doing right now is building up future instability uh, that will that will make things even crazier when it happens. So, I, you know, I think the next couple of years are just going to make this year seem kind of placid and, uh, yeah. you know, which takes you back to gold. <laughs> you know, you want to be hiding out from stuff now. You do not want to be long tech stocks, even though they might go up. If uh, if we have another stimulus plan and some of that puts money into Robinhood traders and they buy momentum stocks and that sends um, tech stocks higher, that's an unacceptable risk. So you want to be hiding out in the safest possible stuff in anticipation of all of this stuff, um, you know, coming home to roost and, uh, you know, renters, um, having their trouble and mortgage holders having their trouble and, um, uh, you know, all these, um, commercial landlords now whose stores are going bankrupt and uh, what are they going to do? You know, commercial real estate is at least one of the things that's actually appropriately suffering right now. Unlike a lot of these other sectors. So yeah, bad things are going to come one way or another. You know, we have our choice. Um, only uh, on steroids now, where it used to be 1930 style deflationary depression or, um, a hyperinflation. Um, and we just took ourselves many steps closer to the point where that choice is irrevocable, where we, we really have to give up one um, in order to pursue the other and the other will be a disaster and it won't matter which, you know, either way we are royally screwed within the next few years, one way or another. Hey, you mentioned uh, after the election, the potential of social unrest it's kind of baked in the cake here uh, in the New York Post, the same one that broke Hunter Biden's uh, email scandal. They're mentioning that the police are being put on notice. Everyone is expecting a major riot in New York City, regardless who wins. And I anticipate that that will happen in many other cities. Now, supposedly, the rumor is that right after the election, Trump invokes the Insurrection Act of 1807 and literally sends the troops into all these cities. And that might very well be what it takes to put them down. And if Trump does get reelected, the reason, one of the main reasons will be from uh, many people in the middle who are sick of these riots and sick of the inability or the, the refusal of these blue governors and, and mayors to stop them. Because they're imminently stoppable. It just takes a, a little bit of strategy and a little bit of force. You don't have to go killing them. Although, honestly, uh, I don't have a problem with uh, looters being shot, but uh, you don't even need to do that. 
And we're going to see massive social unrest right after the election and maybe even the evening. It might even come at 1030 when uh, Trump perhaps uh, is called the winner. And I've always felt, John, from from November 9th, uh, 2016, that Trump would be reelected. I mean, he literally started his reelection campaign right after he was sworn into office. And nothing that's uh, happened recently has, uh, has led me to believe that it's going to work otherwise. But man, this is, uh, we're in for a hell of a ride. The only other thing we really should mention, a couple of things. Rick Rule is saying that gold mining stocks are overbought. I've kind of felt that way for a while, some more so than others. And your question of whether gold seasonality will matter this time around in light of the pandemic, election instability, and, and a really bad economy for that matter. Yeah, because um, normally um, this is the time to be loading up on gold and silver and the, the related mining stocks because we're heading into the seasonally really strong time. Um, but you, you really have to wonder whether seasonality uh, is going to be on the list of things that affect the price of precious metals going forward, because um, it seems like these other things are a lot bigger. You know, if we uh, if we're in January and there's civil unrest and um, massive, massive stimulus money being shoveled into the system, I'm not sure um, how much it's going to matter what. Asian buying is doing in January, you know, if there are a lot of weddings and a lot of gold and silver demand for that, that's, that's normally a really good thing for precious metals. Uh, but these other things um, just seem so much bigger as impactors on that market. But you know what? Most of them are favorable though. Most of the stuff where, uh, oh, maybe, um, maybe these things are going to be bigger than seasonality. Most of them are really favorable for precious metals prices because, you know, civil unrest is the kind of uncertainty that leads you to want to hunker down and start prepping. Right. And, uh, and gold and silver are part of the whole prepping mindset. And then massive stimulus is, is great for precious metals. And, and that's almost baked in the cake. You know, we are going to have to, if we don't have a pre-election stimulus plan, then whoever's in charge after that is going to have to come in with a huge one. So we're going to be dumping trillions of dollars into this economy. And that's good for precious metals too. So uh, it could be that we have reinforcing factors in that market instead of um, um, dampening factors. In other words, sure, there, there will still be seasonality and it'll be pointing towards higher prices in the short run, but other things might be pointing towards even higher prices because they're even better. So um, the fact that Rick Rule is saying that um, junior miners are overvalued because they've been able to do so, so many good financings lately and, oh, and yeah. they've issued a lot of stock and, and you know, that's worrisome. But I think the uh, the metals markets themselves are looking as good as the rest of the world is looking bad right now. So I, I think that uh, if you're a stacker, you shouldn't be worried at all, you know, and if you want to uh, take some of your stimulus, stimulus money and put it into precious metals, this wouldn't be a bad time to do it. Agreed. I uh, completely agree with you. And uh, I think we're going to just see things we've never thought we would ever see in these here United States. This election is a game changer. Where we're at now is a game changer. It looks like the country is just falling apart at the seams. And like I said, which uh, which pilot do you want running the Titanic? That's what it comes down to. Still going to hit that iceberg or it already has. It's still sinking. 
and there's really no way to save it. And I guess we've got one other thing to discuss here. Uh, well, you mentioned the fact that only 11% of people with federal student loans are paying during COVID-19. The president uh, issued an executive order to pretty much forestalling or uh, giving a, a moratorium on student loan repayments. So that's at least largely responsible for it, but maybe half would be paying otherwise. And that is the largest asset on the federal government's books, student loans, believe it or not, for what they're worth. Finally, you picked this one up in the UK, people in hard hit areas who are dating but don't live together are banned from indoor sex, but I guess outdoor sex is okay. Public sex <laughs> yeah, in public places. <laughs> is that what we're dealing with here, John? Yeah, it sounds like that's what we're dealing with here is just don't go to each other's houses because you might track a disease in when you go in. Um, there is a, you know, you know, the old um, Winston Churchill uh, World War II speech that was so influential. We will fight on the beaches. We will fight in the streets, you know, and there, there are updated versions of that now with something else instead of fighting in the, uh, <laughs> in the uh, <laughs> so yeah, that, that's just an example of how crazy the restrictions have gotten because they, in so many cases, they just don't make any sense. Like I, I was in a restaurant the other day where you have to wear a mask walking to your table. Then you take your mask off and you eat and then you put your mask back on and walk outside. You know, so much of this stuff um, is is something out of Monty Python or Saturday Night Live now. But it's it's real. You know, I, I think the, the incoherence of um, of the experts is one of the big stories and one of the big problems, because, um, you know, if they were consistent and consistently right, then it would have been easy to trust them and do what they say. But because they're they're going back and forth, you know, they're they're saying something and then taking it back and then saying it again, you know, and I, I think they've lost a lot of trust and that makes it really hard to have a coherent national policy to the extent that we should have any national policy with this. The, you know, the Sweden numbers continue to look really good relative to, to ours. So, hey. you know, it's possible still completely possible that the uh, the best thing to have done was just going to be to go for herd immunity. Yeah, and, I totally uh, agree people with live that. Their lives. Yeah, really, COVID has been over for months now. It's below the point of epidemic, which is five and a half percent of deaths being caused by a particular cause, uh, classifies it by CDC parlance as an epidemic. So the epidemic's over. We got five, 10 people a day dying in Florida. We have seven, eight hundred people a day who die here. And it's barely, barely at the point of an epidemic. But the other thing is that they found recently that 85% of the people getting COVID, contracting it, are wearing masks most of the time or all of the time. So that shows how good masks are. They're useless. Anyway, we got to go now. Make sure you take a look at John's site, dollarcollapse.com, our site, Financial Survival Network, and sign up for our newsletters. John, we will pick up next week. See you, Gary. FSN Radio. It's all about what's next. Go to FinancialSurvivalNetwork.com and sign up for your free weekly newsletter. You'll also get three free reports. The Financial Survival Network. It's all about what's next. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. 
Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 